Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. Here at Missouri Farm Bureau, we've been working almost nonstop for the past month and a half or so, trying to figure out what we can do to help people that were affected by the flooding on the Missouri River and find ways to prevent it from ever happening again. One of the most recent things we've done was on Thursday, April the 18th, we helped organize a roundtable in Oric, Missouri, and that's in Ray County, just a little east of Kansas City and west of Carrollton, right on the Missouri River. And Governor Parson was uh, at that roundtable, and he was able to go out on the levee and meet with some farmers and community leaders face-to-face and see where they were fighting the floods a couple weeks ago and, and talk to them about what they think needs to be done. He was joined by our president, Blake Hurst, Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, Director of Agriculture Chris Chen, and Tom Waters, who's the president of the Missouri Levy and Drainage District Association. Uh, also, USDA Rural Development Director Jeff Case was there, as was J.R. Flores, who's the Missouri State Conservationist with NRCS. The roundtable was held at the fire department there in Oric, and we're extremely grateful to them and their team for loaning us their facility for an hour or two and helping to set up for the event. It went off without a hitch. It was a great event. We also just think it's extremely important for as many people as possible to hear what was said by their leaders and what their leaders are doing to help to uh, help recover from the floods that have already happened and to prevent future floods. So today on Digging In, we're going to bring you all those comments from the roundtable that our, uh, our political leaders made and uh, hear what they have to say about what they're working on to prevent floods uh, like this from happening in the future. So let's get started. All right, let me let me get started here. First of all, just thank everybody for coming today. Uh, great to be here in Ork today, and uh, great to be in a fire station. Uh, where's Kelly at that runs this place or something? Okay, all right. It's good to be here today, and thank all of you for being here today. Um, you know, up here in northwest Missouri, you know, I think we're trying to figure out for everybody's sake, what we can do differently. So let me just start off that. You know, uh, I'm learning as I go uh, of these areas of the state. We've been up here several times from the governor's office trying to make sure all our people are ready uh, to help in whatever capacity we can uh, as far as the response goes. But right now, I think the most important thing we're trying to do right now is how do we change this and how do we prevent things in the future? And what's really happening here and how are things changing? And I think as we see, we've had a lot of people come to us and talk to us about uh, different issues, the management of the river. We've all heard that. We've all heard the discussion with the Corps of Engineers and those type of things. One of the, one of the big concerns that I have as governor for the state of Missouri is one, there is no oversight on the Corps of Engineers. And I'm not here to tell you that it's, it's they're doing the best they can or not. But I'm telling you, somebody needs to be able to go in there every once in a while and say, hey, is what you're telling us correct? You know, and, and all of us, including myself, has oversight sometimes of checks and balances. And one of the things I think we should do is make sure the court's doing their, their job that they're told to do. Now, we also know that the main priorities of, of the Corps years ago for the management of the river was, was for flood navigation. Those were the two main goals of the management of the river. We also know now, I think it was in 2004, where, where they made changes to that, to where it says now there's eight priorities uh, uh, now to the management of that river. 
And for the one thing we do know since 1993, and some of you before that probably, but I'll go back to 1993, and now we go 2011, 2015, 2019. Something is definitely changing with the management of that river, you know, and we got to be able to try to figure out what that is. That's one of the meetings a couple weeks ago. I asked the governor of Nebraska, uh, the governor of Iowa, and the governor of Kansas to meet with us as governors to try to figure out how can we do something together to see that we can make these changes. And for me, it's about putting really frankly everything on the table we can put on the table. And let's see what we really have at the end of the day and see what changes we can make. But what I don't want to do, what I don't want to do is I don't want to be five years down the road coming back up here saying the same old speech after we've had another flood. That's what I don't want to do. And I think if there is an opportunity now to make changes, it's now. Because I think there's a lot of people paying a lot of attention to us right now. And I think that's important. So I want everybody else to be able to share some remarks here. More than willing to, to listen to what everybody has to say around the room. And from the state portion, we want to do what we can to assist now in, in trying to fix things uh, from what the floods occurred for the disaster we've had. And I know uh, my directors here, uh, Sandy's Director Karsten, Director Carson, Ron's here with SEMA over here, Ron. Uh, these guys, I'm going to tell you, have did a great job for the state trying to make sure we get all the resources up here that we can and keeping me briefed at the governor's office. And I thank both of you for what you're doing and as much time as you're spending up here too. Thank you on that. So with that, I am going to let uh, Congressman Cleaver have a few uh, moments here to, to say a few words, and then we'll kind of go around the table here a little bit, and we'll come back and we'll try to answer some questions, whatever questions you might have, and some things that we may be thinking about we can do in the future. Congressman? Thanks, Governor, uh, and thank you for, for, uh, for being here, um, and uh, to uh, the, the Chief, um, and Tom Waters and Blake Crispo, uh, Tom, uh, uh, hosted us here for a while uh, a few weeks ago, and I had a chance to sit down and meet with some of you who are here here, here now. Uh, I have one issue that, that uh, I'll talk about and then pass it, the microphone back to the governor. Uh, my, one of my big issues is what I consider to be this r ridiculous uh, requirement that we have now, and we've been in contact with FEMA about it, and we haven't gotten any resolution. Uh, or any direction on how to resolve it, and this is, and it's this 8.9 million dollar, um, you know, ceiling that we have to hit before uh, we can readily receive aid. When the tornado hit here um, five years, four years ago, um, we had the same problem. I raised the issue uh, then, uh, and and if you, and if you have to hit an 8.9 million dollar threshold. Uh, before you, you qualify for aid, and, and some of the smaller communities, it's, it's virtually impossible for us to do, and it's wrong, and I, I, um, I, I went on the floor of Congress a couple of weeks ago and made that speech and also uh, sent communication over to uh, FEMA and brought it up in, I'm on the Homeland Security Committee, which, uh, to which FEMA reports. And so we had the FEMA director there, and, and I'm embarrassed to tell you that the FEMA director could not answer the question, could not tell me why or what we could do to, to change it. I'm not going to, um, uh, you know, back away on it. I, I think it's, it's wrong, and it's got to be done. And at some point, we may need to have people to weigh in on that. So um, I'm going to stay on that and, and, 
and be uh, as supportive as I can uh, to the community and, and to where the governor is going on this issue. Thanks, Governor. Thank you, Congressman. I also want to say this about the Congressman, and I've had a chance to meet with him several times for becoming governor. And one of the things that uh, I appreciate about him when it comes to agriculture issues and everything, and he has a lot of rural district in his area, but he's always been very gracious to be able to listen from the aspect, I guess, of me being a farmer. I think he does give me my due credit for that and has always been willing to work with us on agriculture issues for the state of Missouri, and I appreciate that. I'm going to turn it over to Director Chin uh, here in just a minute, but one of the things that, that uh, I also learned as governor in the state of Missouri, and maybe you know this, maybe you don't, and I know the representatives here, uh, for being here, and then some of the information, but 35% of the land in the state of Missouri is in, quote, the federal floodplain, 35% of our land. So now when you think of that, mainly that's agriculture land is what that is for the most part of it and how that affects our economy in the state of Missouri. And we have to rely on one agency to manage that for 35% of the land in our state. That has a huge impact. That's why this issue is so important. And it's why I believe the states should have a seat at the table to have a discussion to see how we're going to manage uh, the rivers in this state. And there's nothing wrong with changing things. We as farmers don't farm like we did 30 years ago. Unless a lot of you guys are out there with no cab tractors and stuff like that, but I'm going to say most of you got pretty good combines and tractors anymore just like I got. Uh, but the reality of it is it's okay to make changes sometimes in how procedure is and how the management of things go. And, and that's why it's important, but that's how much it affects our state. Uh, Director Chin. Thank you, Governor Parson. First, I just would like to tell you guys that we are here to help you at the Department of Agriculture, and it's not just the Department of Agriculture, it's the entire cabinet team. Director Karsten has been a huge help to all of us in agriculture. She and I are in contact multiple times a week, making sure that she knows what's happening in the agriculture community, keeping me abreast as to what's happening at SEMA with the disaster declaration. And it's not just Director Karsten. Uh, Director Carol Comer at the Department of Natural Resources, her team has been working very closely with our team as well. We're already looking at what we need to do to get out here to be with you guys, to hear about what challenges you're facing what you need from us for cleanup. You know, it's going to be really important that we get some disaster money out here to you guys to help clean up the disaster in your fields, the damage, the debris that's been left over. And it's also going to be important for us that we get a quick assessment of the damage from the Corps of Engineers. We need all of this to be able to move forward to rebuild. And so we at the Department of Agriculture, we hear from you daily. I know it's been frustration very frustrating, just like Congressman Cleaver talked about, that $8.9 million threshold. That's hard to hit when we're in our rural communities. But when you're on the farm and you've lost your fields, you've lost your bins full of your grain, you don't have anything to go sell to help you start over, this is important. And so we have been carrying your message forward. We've been in close contact with USDA, making sure they know the challenges that you guys are facing, making sure they realize how important it is to get this levy system back up and running so that you guys can purchase crop insurance next year. You know, these are things that we're looking at long term. It's not just about this growing season. We want to make sure you guys are able to have future growing seasons and that we're not the reason that you're being delayed. So we've been working very closely with USDA. Um, J.R. Flores with NRCS, we've been in contact with his office too. Everybody is willing to, to be on the ground to help you guys to get back up and going. Um, it's just 
as Congressman Cleaver said, that $8.9 million has really been, been the holdup for most of us. And so we're prepared. Our teams are here to help you. If there's a need that you see that you haven't heard us talking about, contact my department. My deputy director, Chris Clinklin, is in the back of the room. Um, he's been working on flood issues, river issues for 20, 30 years at the Department of Agriculture. Um, He's one of the most knowledgeable people, I think, in the state when it comes to this issue. So we truly are here to help you guys. We want to be an extension of you. We want to share your story, make sure your voices are heard. Um, and so we truly are here to serve you. And I just appreciate the governor. You know, he and I were, were up, I think, March 21st or 22nd. He and I were flying over the flood area because he wanted to see the damage for himself. And that wasn't his first trip. That was his second trip. And so I thank the governor for paying attention to rural Missouri. Congress Congressman Cleaver, you've always paid attention to rural Missouri as well. So we are very well represented. We have good people here to help share your story um, and just lean on us because that's what we're here to do is to help you guys get back up and going. We want to make sure that you have the assistance you need. Um, through the declaration disaster of Nebraska, Holt and Atchison County, it has opened up for you guys for ECP program money now. So you can start signing up for that if you have land in Holt and Atchison County. Um, we're waiting on the disaster assessments from e uh, USDA right now for the Missouri secretarial disaster. And we're hoping that that information is sitting on Secretary Purdue's desk right now waiting to be signed. So as soon as we hear anything back from USDA on that, um, I know they will be putting out a press release, but we too will be putting out a press release and making sure that you guys know where you need to go to get the assistance to get back up and running again. So, Governor. Next, I'm going to turn it over to Blake. Uh, most of you know Blake Hurst here, uh, Farm Bureau. But I've just kind of got to know Blake and his family over the years a little bit. Uh, and I'm telling you, I, I can't think of anybody that advocates any better for agriculture than what Blake does. And the places he goes to, to represent uh, myself as a farmer is just has done a great job over the years and what he's done for the state and especially being up here for this region of the state because we're a little close to his home turf but glad you're here today Blake. Blake you got a few things you want to add? Sure thank you for being here Governor Parson and we appreciate the interest uh, that you've uh, you know just concern as, as Chris said you were here immediately when we started uh, seeing the flooding in northwest Missouri close to my home and you've kept in touch uh, absolutely been accessible to all of us as we work through these problems. Uh, Congressman Cleaver is always a good friend of the uh, f everybody in his district, obviously, but the farmers as well. It takes a real interest in our industry and the challenges we're facing with this flood, so we appreciate that as well. Good to see Representative Peggy McGall, and uh, thanks for being here. And uh, I had the opportunity yesterday to uh, travel to Glenwood, Iowa, which is about 45 minutes uh, north and west of where I live, uh, and right on the edge of the flood, where the flood damage starts. Actually, it starts north of Omaha, but where it starts south of Omaha. Um, just tremendous damage all the way down the river, uh, clear to clear to St. Joe, really, basically. Um, 175, 180,000 acres in water, underwater, uh, with actual river. That's not, of course, counting the seep water and all the other problems that you all are facing. Uh, 180,000 acres on the water in the four counties up there. Um, we talked about recovery. We talked about uh, the importance, this is in the Environmental and Public Works Committee, the importance of getting the, you know, supplemental, the, the disaster bill passed. Uh, it's held up in the Senate now, so it was good to have uh, four senators there to at least to listen to us talk about it. Uh, one of the, and, and I'm not 
one of the things I think is going to be helpful as we work through this, uh, one of the senators there was Senator Gillibrand from New York. Uh, she happens to be a member of the EPW committee, but I think it's safe to say uh, that if it were not for the Iowa caucuses, she probably wouldn't have made that field hearing. Uh, we've got a lot of senators run for president. I hope every one of them uh, is getting an earful about river problems because there's a chance. Because as Tom said, uh, we had a meeting with Senator Blunt um, on Wednesday, and as Tom said so correctly, we've got, we get support. I mean, Governor Parson understands it. Governor Reynolds in Iowa understands it. Congressman Cleaver understands it. But we've got to reach out to other states. That's not a majority. Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, and Nebraska are not enough to accomplish anything by themselves. So we've got to get more publicity. We've got to talk to more people. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of flood coverage. Uh, the, the one thing about floods, they're very visual. Uh, we've got 850 grain bins underwater, or at least have been underwater, damaged by the flood in Ashton, Holt County. A uh, huge elevator on the bottom, 3 million bushels of grain storage, all of it uh, damaged. Uh, that's a visual that that helps us tell this story, and that's what we in Farm Bureau have been working on uh, very, very hard. So we took a tour of the uh, of the levee here uh, just a minute ago, led by Tom Waters, and I have to tell you, I don't think you can get a master's degree in 10 minutes, but if you could, the congressman, the governor, the director, and I would all be ready to get our diplomas because we've had a master's degree uh, for Mr. Waters, who's the, wor the world's expert on the Missouri River, uh, in about 10 minutes. So it's really a play. He, he helped put this meeting together and obviously is the go-to guy for all of us on uh, Missouri River. So Professor Waters, what's on your mind? <laughs> I don't even know where to start, Mike. <laughs> well, I, I think probably most of the people in this room know that I could uh, talk till morning about the Missouri River. Uh, I, I appreciate being able to ride up and back with you, and I, I know after me bending your ear, you were probably wishing the levee was a little closer to Oric, but uh, uh, I did did have a great opportunity to visit with the governor on the levee, but then in the car coming back, so I'm not going to talk a lot about the river right now, and, and I can answer questions and talk about some of the concerns I have later if you'd like. What I'd rather do is, uh, you know, Farm Bureau put this meeting together for us, and they, they asked me to invite a few people. And uh, I almost was embarrassed to offer Oric as a place to hold the meeting because we didn't have any damage to speak of. You know, we, we had levees that held and we, we didn't even lay a sandbag on a levee here. So we were very fortunate, very, very lucky. So I, uh, I looked down the river where there were some communities that fought, fought like hell. And so I, I kind of asked around and I asked who led the charges in, in those communities. And so I invited some of those folks and man, I wish I could have invited all those communities because these were community efforts. But uh, uh, I just want to recognize a few of them. Kevin Kastner is from the Carrollton area. Mike Arth is from the other side of the river from Carrollton, the Waverly area. Uh, Travis Matthews uh, from the Norburn area and Scott Pfeiffer from Hardin area. Max Hockemeyer from the Henrietta south of Richmond area and Drew Gill kind of in that same area with Max. These guys organized sandbagging efforts of hundreds of people 
and saved levees. They, they had sandbags, some of them three and four bags high, holding the Missouri River back. Not an easy feat. And by doing so, they saved their levees, but they saved the state of Missouri and Congressman, the federal government, literally millions and millions of dollars in saved from damages that could have occurred if those levees had breached. So I think everyone here and, and our whole uh, region here owes them a, a gratitude and thank you. So, you know, I, I would rather answer questions and have people talk to you. And, uh, you know, I've had my chance to, to talk to you, Governor. And so I'll, I'll just turn it back over to you and let's open this thing up. Did want to give um, thank Jeff Case with uh, Real Development for being here. Jeff, thank you. JR, have you got JR Flores with the uh, National Resource Conservation Service? Do you have a few comments you'd like to make? Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. First of all, I'd like to thank Farm Bureau for the invitation to be here today. And you know, we're uh, we're working very closely with USDA. We're work working very closely with Brent Hampy. I don't know if Brent's here today. I, have, I haven't seen him, but uh, I know that. Uh, uh, we do have a lot of resources to offer. We, uh, we have, we're out doing damage survey reports right now, and of course, you know, we're waiting, hoping that, uh, that there is a presidential declaration. And then, of course, uh, you, you all have mentioned, Governor, you mentioned the disaster aid package that's, uh, that's on, held up right now. But uh, as soon as those uh, resources become, become available, we'll be able to really deliver here. We're, uh, we're ready to go. Well, one thing I want to tell all of you, most of your farmers sitting around this table or have that ag background. Uh, I can tell that by looking uh, and kind of where I came from. But one of the things that I told a group of people the other day, as we all know, you can't always wait for government to fix things and, and to repair things. That's just the way we are. And, and I remember not this last year when we had a drought down home, but several years ago back that we had a really bad drought there and we literally was out of hay. Uh, down there in cattle country. And we were trying to buy hay, semis from Kansas that some of it was frankly about as junk hay as you could bring into the country and some of it maybe was good. But the reality is uh, farmers always reach out to help one another. Rural, those rural Missouri values at times like this is really what pays off for us to get through these times like this. So, so one, I wanna say thank you guys for doing it. It's one of the reasons I want to be to appear as much as I can to be part of that solution process is just another farmer, simple as that. Not as much the governor, just a farmer. Uh, because I know what that's like to go through those tough times. Uh, but the one thing I guarantee you, we will do. We will come out and we'll farm again for most of us. Most of us. And you just got to keep that attitude because there will be days that things do go right. <laughs>